Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on, everybody? It is Tuesday night here on the OBR Streaming Network, which means one thing. It's time for the Garage Beers Podcast. We are back. We are back after a week off on the holiday last week. We are back with a great episode planned for tonight. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, and we're so excited that you're with us here tonight. If you're joining us live on the OBR Streaming Network, if you're not joining us live, we love the fact that you're joining us on uh, anywhere you get your favorite podcasts, Apple or Spotify or anything like that. Uh, before we get going, make sure you follow the OBR at the OBR on all the uh, all the uh, socials and the streaming services and all that. Uh, the OBR, the best Browns coverage that you're going to get in Cleveland. Plus, they give you us once a week, which is cool, too. Uh, secondly, go follow the show at the Garage Beers on all the uh, socials as well. Joining you for the first time in like three weeks, I'm your host, Michael Keefe at Garage Beers. Mike, it is so good to be back in the garage with my boys. First of all, over on the east side of Cleveland, find them online at Garage Beers. Chad, it's Chad Meyer. What's up, Chad? Uh, you didn't notice the it's at great, the greater Menor area's sexiest man. I don't know if you saw did that. Not, did not but, catch uh, that. Do not think anyway, that's an official title. It's, I didn't put alive because that's alive or dead. I'm just Menor's sexiest man. Um <laughs> Boys, I got served a big steaming pile of nostalgia tonight, right? So I, I, I've been wanting to take the kids to just a sit down pizza place, right? Just somewhere, just whether, you know, local, whatever. So we're driving through Willoughby and there's the pizza hut, right? I go, oh God. Yeah. I love pizza hut. I haven't had it in a long time. So on the outside, it's that new finagled, you know, pizza hut looking whatever, right? Finagled. Yeah. All right, old man. All right, old man, Chad. But, but the inside and God bless these owners untouched fellas. Still, it still has the, the, the red and white checkered tabletops. It's got the arcade game up front, the bowling game up front. They leave your Does tray, the like, right? They leave the pizza pan right on, right on the table for you. I mean, the only thing missing from this place was the friggin' girl behind the counter going regular price, four bucks, four bucks, four bucks, four bucks. <laughs> like that was it. Dude, it was awesome. <laughs> It was awesome. I got I, I got my like red translucent cup of uh, a Pepsi. And it was great, dude. It was a great time. It. it was a great time. Now, God bless those people. And I'm, let me tell you something right now. Pizza Hut's original pan pizza. 
underrated pizza. Stop. Underrated pizza. Not talked about no. enough. That's pizza fair. Hut. Pizza Hut's the top Not of fair. my of, of my pizza chains list. Okay. Well, we're gonna get. Don't start doing things that we're gonna do later. Saying. Don't start tipping picks. He's. It's. It's also a hardened criminal, like you know, because he's still waiting on his one million space bucks from from Lone Star. But anyway, we'll just go on. Keep going. That's fair. Well, we got to bring Joe in. Uh, also joining us in the garage, our other co-host Joey Whalen at Garage Beers. Joe, what's up, Joey? Hi. What's up, man? <laughs> I, I I hate Pizza Hut. I I have a, I'm ready for a very spirited debate on why you think Pizza Hut is at the top of Ooh. any type of fast food chain. Don't, don't we're not starting this yet. We're going to do this later. We are. We're going to do this later. We're going to do this later. Don't start it yet. Boys, it's good to be back. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I'm dead exhausted. I was up late last night. I was at a company function. I was up a little bit late. And as I was going to bed at like 1230 in the morning, one of the guys I work with goes, we're down in Hocking Hills. I've never been there before. It's awesome. Uh, goes, hey, we're going to go on the four-mile hike. We'll meet in the lobby at 6 a.m. You in? And I have severe FOMO. So I was like, yeah, of course I'm in. Yeah. Alarm yeah. goes off at 5, giving me probably a solid four-plus hours of sleep. Uh, go do this four-mile hike through the all the caverns and yeah. gullies and whatever in Hocking Hills. It was the most gorgeous like hike I've yeah. ever been on. Yeah, it's awesome down there. And... And then I had to drive back. I got back here at like 745. <laughs> and I'm like, so if, if you guys just see me pass out halfway through this, my apologies. Well, well, you've been off the grid drinking for like three weeks. I guess I'm not drinking. surprised. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, we hope you all had a great 4th of July last week. Uh, again, we didn't do the show because we figured you guys were all out watching fireworks, having a good time with your family, celebrating America's birthday. Uh, but we're back tonight. We got a great show. We got... The All-Star Game is going on tonight in MLB. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're less than a month away from preseason uh, pre games for the Browns. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but we're so excited uh, to start things off. Uh, and before we get really, truly get our beers cracked, uh, to start things off, we got a friend of ours, and we're going to bring him in. He's just waiting in the background. He's the vice president of communications for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, it, it, one of the comments I get from everybody that listens to this show is you guys just get the best guess. You guys just get the craziest guess for being a bunch of schlubs that do this. You get the best guess. One of the reasons we get some incredible guests is our guest tonight, who does a lot of work for us uh, and, and helps us out in a big way. Uh, we're going to bring him in right now. It's Todd Schrock from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Todd, what's going on, man? How you doing, boys? It's good to awesome. see you. Yeah, it's good to see you guys. It's been a while. Have you been have you been at all? What's that? I said, have you been sleeping at all this offseason? You know, it's so funny. It is like I always one of those guys that always wakes up before the alarm. Maybe it's 10 minutes before. Maybe it's like two minutes before. And the last two mornings, I have been dead out when my alarm goes off. So I can't, I can't figure it out. And my wife's like, well, you've had a little bit of a, a run here for two weeks with between work and, you know, trying to squeeze in some Fourth of July activities and, and everything else, so it's finally caught up to me in my old age. Yeah, <laughs> the, job, the, the, the job never ends. Your job never ends, pretty much, right? <laughs> right, Todd. There's yeah, not, not, a, not a huge off season for you. No, I mean we're we're kind of a little bit at that point now. Um, you know, there the the news you know comes down to a trickle, but but you never know when something could happen. So it's you know when you're in 
in my area, it's kind of like you're almost like a doctor, although not nearly as important, but you still have to be on call all the time because you never know when your phone's going to ring. Yeah. Um, as we saw last year with Johnny Gaudreau. Um, sure. It's a great story. <laughs> this year, all the news that we've gotten so far, we knew was coming, uh, or at least we knew when the news was coming. So um, there hasn't been, haven't been any, uh, any bombshells quite like that one. Uh, Thank you, Cardiarmo, going out from Todd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Now, Todd, before we get started, uh, back in your little league days, were you a, was it ice cream or was it pizza after the games? Because we just talked about Pizza Hut. That's I died and went back to little league tonight. Well, well, the thing for me with Pizza Hut is I was listening to you guys, um, and it's been a while for me, so I can't really get into the dialogue on rating the quality of the Pizza Hut pizza now. Mm. But in the eighties. That was fine dining because the pizza hut in my hometown of Galleon, that's where we went. We went after yes. football games. We yes. went after basketball games. We went to Pizza Hut. They had a little machine that you could play Pac-Man. Yes. Like it was the red, the red cups, the deep hot pizza. Like that was that was the pinnacle of of pizza in the early 80s and mid-80s in Galleon, Ohio. Um but Little League was, we just went, and just after a game, you could go right to the concession stand. You could get a drink and a snack. So usually it was a hot dog and a swamp water, which swamp water was literally, you hit every, everything they had to offer. <laughs> yep. all yeah, yeah. And there you go. I got to say, uh, I, Little League in Rocky River, Ohio, the world's greatest uh, cheeseburgers. I can still remember how those things tasted. You, We used to... I got up into like high school and stuff. We used to go just hang out and watch the kids play little league. Like we'd hang out in the outfield at just to get cheeseburgers and hang out there and watch the kids play. Like, <laughs> uh, we didn't have that. We didn't have that kind of fine dining in little league and Galleon. <laughs> fine dining. <laughs> fine dining. Yeah, that's the bougie league. That's a bougie yeah, league. Bougie <laughs> league. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Todd, before we get into, I want to talk a little blue jackets with you. Plus maybe we'll get into some other stuff. Uh, we'll try not to talk pizza the whole time. Did uh, I, I'm just going to double check before we start this. Did you bring a beverage with you tonight, Todd? Yeah, I did. That's um, awesome. I did. And I went off brand for me. Uh, I can't even remember the last time I had one of these, but I found one in the fridge. Uh, I went with a, a blue moon just oh. figuring it'd be summer and why not? Uh, it's not bad. I get it. Yeah, you can yeah. you can crush a few blue moons and just be feeling fine about yourself. Yeah, yeah. you know, it seems seems appropriate for you know mid July for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Todd's got a garage beer of the week, and again, that gets us into our garage beers of the week. So a blue moon. I I don't know that we've ever had a blue moon appearance no. on this show. First, that is a that no, is garage beer's first. So. We are almost 200 that's, episodes in, and I think that's the first time we've seen a blue moon. Uh, I'm not quite sure what that says, to be honest. But <laughs> I don't know Thanks, I guess. I, honestly, yeah, yeah. I think it's a fault on our part. Not, not in the, the basics here. Yeah, love it. All right, Joe, what about you? What are you drinking tonight? Uh, a tribute to the Trader Joe's Pick a Six Pack. I have, all the way from Germany, Peter's Brand Classics. Oh, Pilsner. wow, look at that thing. Very good. Uh, honestly, I can't read any of the words on it. Uh, it's pretty good. It's light <laughs> it's beer. All in <laughs> it's all in German. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's beer. Uh, it came a long way to get here, and uh, we're enjoying it. So, <laughs> if you could kindly learn what that can says and read it to us in mm. German. All right, Chad. What about you, buddy? Yeah, Google Translate <laughs> no. it before the end of the show, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
you know, I promised myself I wasn't going to do this because Mike was giving me a hard time about it before I left for vacation. Uh, but I, I saw this and I had to get it. Uh, it it's from Dogfish Head. Okay. No. And, and, and I, um, I usually get the worldwide stout. And I thought, I, I was like, nope, not going to get it this year. I got a two years running. But then I saw the Wake Up Worldwide Stout. Yeah. They've made a breakfast stout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of their worldwide stout and this is uh and this is new territory for me because i'm a huge seasonal guy but i saw this and i just had to get it it's made with uh what do you say uh, cold pressed coffee oat milk uh cinnamon and organic maple syrup it's so good guys it's so good wow yeah and then uh does anything does anything in there taste like beer yeah, yeah, it's it's beer, it's still beer flavored beer. Oh, okay. but, uh, and I believe it's seventeen percent. Yeah, just with a few accoutrements, Tom. Yeah, sixty uh, grams of sugar packed in there. <laughs> um, no, uh, it, it, typically on these bottles uh, they age them, so Dogfish doesn't put uh, a percentage, but they say it's somewhere between seventeen and twenty-two percent. Yeah, when they bring it off. So here we are. Here we are. Well, we'll be having fun with Chad by the end of the show tonight. Can't oh, yeah. wait. Can't All right, wait. boys, that'll bring it over to me. So before I got down to Hocking Hills, I spent the night in Athens on uh, Sunday night. And if you go to Athens and you need a beer, there's one place you got to go to, and that's Jackie O's Brewing. And so I went to Jackie O's. We had dinner. We hung out, drank a couple of their beers, and I picked up this Cosmic Treasures, which is a hazy double IPA. Oh, and nice. it nice. was a good time. It was a good time. They were, they were having um, – uh brew fest athens oh yeah look at that look at that oh, hold oh on wait it's like a, i'm doing it's a, like a mimosa doing a terrible job. i don't even know if i grabbed the right cup okay never mind uh it's it is it's a it is a, a kind of a juicy beverage but with those hops gives a little kick on the back end it is delicious mm. so that's what I'm enjoying here from Jackie O's Brewing. Those are our Garage Beers of the Week. Let us know what you're drinking. If you're, if you're in the comments, if you're joining us live, put what you're drinking tonight in the comments. But now it's time for us to get in to our episode 171. And, and Todd, there's a lot to talk about, right? There's, there's a lot that's gone down since the end of last season. We did a, a season recap. We've had, we've had Dave Metzold on recently uh, to kind of recap the season. But I want to talk about some of the stuff that's gone on this offseason and kind of how it's being received in the building there, Todd. And what I want to start with is the new head man for the Blue Jackets. And, I, and I'm interested to hear kind of your perspective on this for your job as the man in charge of communications and how things get put out. Uh, the Blue Jackets bring in Mike Babcock as the head coach. Um, and I think there's two things you got to talk about with that. I think the first thing you got to talk about is if you want a culture of winning hockey, there aren't many guys that you could bring in that have won more hockey games in the NHL than Mike Babcock. So from, from a winning perspective, Todd, um, what's, what's the feel? Well, you know, obviously I think you guys have known this was coming for a while. You just had to wait for that contract to run out. Uh, what's the feel inside the building? Uh, and, and, and kind of what do you think the, the methodology is there of, of bringing Mike Babcock in? Well, I mean, obviously his resume speaks for itself. I mean, he's, he's the only coach in hockey history that's won an Olympic gold medal, a Stanley cup championship and a, uh, a world championships gold medal. Plus he's won a world junior championships gold medal and he won the world cup of hockey tournament. Um, so, and he's, you know, 12th in, in all time wins. Um, 
so his his resume is is impeccable. Um, and one of the things that at the end of the year, uh, and Yarmo has spoken uh, about this, is that our leadership group and conversations with our leadership group at the end of the year felt like we really needed whoever the next coach was going to be um, needed to bring a little more structure mm-hmm. um, to what we were doing. And the overwhelming sentiment was we want to win. Yeah. You know, we, we want to win. We, you know, we had a taste there. Where we made the playoffs four straight years, um, you know, had the upset of Tampa, you know, beat Toronto in the bubble and if we hadn't lost that epic game against, you know, Tampa that went, I, I lost track of how many overtimes, five, six, whatever it <laughs> yeah. was. Um, I, I didn't have any gray hair before that game started. Um, <laughs> so I didn't have facial hair when the game started and had a full beard by the time it ended. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I, it was, uh, it's been 80 years. Like you see that Titanic <laughs> gift. I, I figured, you know, we all believe that if we we somehow got that game, we might have taken that series and then moved on. Uh, but the last three years have been um, uh, we've been out of the mix, and so and last year, you know, the only thing if, if there was you know the NFL films used to do those team season videos, and there was always a name for the season, you know, and ours would have seriously been Murphy's Law because anything that could have gone wrong oh, didn't yes. go wrong. Some of it was our fault; we didn't play as well as we should have. And a lot of it was the fact that we never really played with a full roster the whole year. So um, as it was time to go through the process to hire a coach, you know, there are a number of candidates uh, to look at. And um, obviously with Mike, everybody knows the stories that have come up since then. I mean, Yarmo, JD, our organization, you know, they went through an exhaustive search um, they talked to a lot of people, uh, a number of different candidates. And when my understanding is was when they started to, to, to seriously think about Mike, they really went deep and talked to a lot of different people. Um, you know, uh, Ken Hitchcock, our former coach, who's going into the Hockey Hall of Fame this fall, you know, John Davidson uh, was talking to him on the phone. And Hitch just unsolicited said, you know, for your next coach, there's only one name you should look at and JD goes, who is that? He said, Mike Babcock. Um, but obviously with Mike, there was, there's some trepidation, you know, because people know him by what they've read, um, in the media and stories that they've heard and hearsay and everything else. And it was a little bit similar to when I remember back to when we hired Torts, like everybody knew Torts, a lot of people only knew Torts by what they'd see on YouTube um, from his times in New York and Vancouver. And what I have found in the time that I've spent with Mike since we hired him is, is it validates everything that some other people that I had have known and told me. And then what I had heard from JD and Yarmo who have longstanding relationships with him is he's a heck of a guy. Like he really is like, um, you know, he's got a ton of energy um, I think he's, he said multiple times that he spent that last three and a half years have really been good for him. He spent a lot of time with his family. He coached with his son. Um, and he's really kind of, you know, has a better understanding. I think that sometimes the things he says 
come out differently than he intends. Yeah. You know, he, he's talked about, you know, I've had meetings with players that I thought were great meetings. And a half hour later, assistant coach comes in and the player was rattled because he, he's like, geez, Babs was all over me. So I think sometimes Mike doesn't quite see that, but he has said to me numerous times, you know, in the few days that, that I spent with him, you know, if there's ever something that I say or do that you think isn't right, or I'm out of line, just tell me. Yeah, you need to tell me, and I'll fix it. And I've I've talked to a few of the players in our leadership group who've had a chance to meet Mike, um, meet with Mike since he's been hired, and they've they've raved about him. Um, they've really enjoyed the interaction. He's basically said the same thing to them. So um, I think the time away from the game's been good for him. Yeah. Um, and one of the things he said, he's doing this because you know outside of his family. Um, you know, coaching is something that's given him the most joy uh, in his life. And he's looking to, uh, to, to find that again. And I think he, he, you know, he looks at this situation. It's, it's really a, a perfect scenario for him. Um, he likes the, the talent that we have on the team and the young prospects. He thinks we're kind of moving in that right direction. Um, he's got a home in, in uh, Michigan. So he's less than three hours away from, from his home there. He still, since he, I first met Mike in 2000, the first two years of our team, Mike was coaching the mighty ducks in Cincinnati when they were Anaheim's affiliate. Yeah. And during the week, he and Pete Robinson who ran the team would come up. I mean, it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. If we had a home game, they'd always come up. They, you know, they, Pete had sent me an email. Hey, can you leave credentials for Mike and I, and he'd come up and he brags about the press meal we had because he was on a making a money then. So um, press meal's always been pretty good. Um, and he, he knew our, our coach at the time, Dave King, had coached him in college years before. So he'd come up and see Kinger. And um, but he's had a farm in 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 southern Ohio, and he's okay. kept it since. He does a lot of hunting there. Nice. Nice. Um, so he's got connections to. Um, uh, to the state. Um, and I think he's, I think he's going to do really, really well. And, and here's a story. Um, I had my daughter with me at the arena, um, one day around the time that we hired him and he just came up. I didn't see him. He came up behind and tapped her on the shoulder and he's asks her what her name is and how old she is. And, you know, it's very complimentary of her. And I told her, I said, remember you asked me a couple months ago or a month ago, if you'd get to meet the new coach, I said, this is the new coach. This is coach. Mark. <laughs> and she's like, it's nice to meet you. And they talk for a few more minutes and then go on the way. And then, you know, a couple minutes later, my daughter looks at me and goes, you know what? I like him, daddy. He's nice. Oh, there we go. So right, right there. So, um, but we're excited. And, you know, I think as, as our fans um, have seen Mike and, and seen his press conference and interviews with him, um, I think they're, they've, um, I know a lot are very excited about it because, you know, they want us to win and, and he's a great coach. Um, and, and Mike said the same thing too. He's like, I understand there, you know, you know, people can be a little bit maybe unsure of me and he goes, yeah. They're going to get to know me. I'm going to get to know them. And, and hopefully uh, after that happens, you know, um, you know, we'll be in a, in a good, in a good situation. So uh, I'm either, I've really enjoyed uh, the time I've spent with him and uh, 
I think it's going to be a great move for our organization. Chad, Chad, real quick, I know you want to get to something, but I do want to get to Zook's comment here Uh, in the in the comments. And again, if you're joining us live, jump in the comments. We'll bring you into the show as well. Uh, But our buddy in the comments, Zook, uh, uh, question for Todd. You know, Mike Babcock's a guy that's coached a lot. Uh, and he's coached uh, from Stanley Cup winning teams and some of the some of the biggest name veteran Hall of Fame players that you know of uh, to, as you talked about, Todd, some young teams. So Zook wants to know just how do you think he'll be with the young players? The Blue Jackets are a young team. Why is he the right guy to lead a, a young team? Well, I think he's going to be good because I think he's going to establish a work ethic and a preparedness um, that is going to set the foundation for these guys to be successful. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, with Mike, Mike was asked, you know, what are your goals for the season? What are your expectations? And, you know, it's easy to say, well, you know, we want to try to compete for Stanley cup. You know, we want to be in the mix, you know, maybe get in the playoffs, you know, and then you never know what can happen. And Mike just said simply our goal is to get better every day. Yeah. It starts now and our goal is to get better every day. Um, I think he's, he's obviously, you know, the young players are going to respect what he's done in the league. They're going to respect the success that he's had. Um, and again, he's, he's talked, I know he, he met some of our kids at development camp. I know he, uh, he came up, I was talking with Adam Fantilli and Gavin Brindley and at the arena one morning and, and Mike came up and introduced himself and spent some time talking to them. And Adam's dad was there and he spent some time talking to, to Adam's dad. And um, my, you know, I think made a really good, Im- good impression. I, I think, you know, he's going to, de- he's going to be demanding from a work ethic standpoint um, and a preparedness standpoint. But again, Mike has spent, you know, the three and a half years since he left Toronto, he spent a season coaching, um, helping the coaches at the University of Vermont. And then he spent a year coaching at the University of Saskatchewan with his son. And he's talked about how, you know, when you're coaching those young guys, it's different than coaching young guys in the NHL because, you know, they, the guys in college rely on the coaching staff more, so much more. They don't have the support people around them um, that NHL players do. So they look to them. And he's utilized, you know, the resources he's had at those universities in terms of how to communicate better and 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 things that are important now because the athletes have, have changed over over time. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's it's going to be uh, you know history. I mean, time will tell, and yeah. we'll see how we'll see how things happen. But I, I think it's going to be uh, be terrific for those guys, and you know, it's established. You, you establish that culture and what the expectations are and those young guys get it from the start. Sure. So they don't know any other way and they carry it on yep. uh, and they carry those standards on from year to year as the next wave comes up. So yeah, it's an exciting time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you talked earlier, it's, it's kind of one of the, that was kind of one of the concerns with torts, right? You know, everybody was kind of, kind of wondering how he was going to adapt to this kind of new athlete, these, these new players. So it's going to be interesting to see, watch Mike uh, adapt to the new game as well. Uh, because new era of athlete as well. But uh, Todd, I wanted to ask you. Um, so when, you know, you talked about the process, was there, when, was there anybody, obviously I'm not going to ask you to name names. Was there anybody even cl- uh, close in this process or did they zero in on Mike and it was just uh, all go all in on him for a while? Was there anybody else even close? And then the second part of my question is 
I uh, I'm really curious if you have any insight as to the length. I mean, he only he's only signed for two years. The length of his contract, it, it, he's only signed for two years. So I didn't know if that was. Like by his doing, or it was just kind of two years and see where we're at after that. I was I was curious why kind of the the, the shorter length of contract for the coach. Um, well, to answer the first question is I and I don't know the specifics. It's obviously not a part of the process uh, that I'm involved with. Yeah, but I know there were a number of other candidates um, that that our group looked at. Yeah, um, I don't know exactly when they zeroed in on Mike. Um, but I know they looked at, at a number of different, cause they, they wanted to make sure they, um, they got the right guy. And, and that's the other thing for people that maybe were a little bit concerned about this, you know, JD Yarmo, uh, Mike Priest, our group leadership team, they understand how important this hire is both for the organization, you know, for them, for everyone involved with our, with our club. Um, they understand the stakes and what's, you know, yeah. how important it is. So they wouldn't do this. Let's, let's, let's be honest. There'd probably be easier hires to make. Yeah. You know, there would totally be easier, easier hires that maybe a little safer uh, from the outside, but the fact that they believe this is the right uh, guy for the job, I think speaks volumes. Um as far as the term, I, you know, I asked Jarmo about that and what he told me goes, it's just a, what they both agreed to, um, you know, Mike's 60 years old. Um, ah, yeah. You know, he had, he had said about a year or so ago in an interview that he thought he was retired, that he was done. Um, he'd only really come back for the right opportunity. Um, and they just felt like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. We'll see how it goes. And, you know, if we have the kind of success we think we're going to have, then obviously then that relationship can can be extended. But it was something that they both were like, yeah, this this is what makes the most sense right now. So I'm going to share. Mike also said in his press conference, he goes, well, I tried to hate your contract. My last stop didn't work out very well. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a pretty funny answer. Yeah, absolutely. Todd, I want to uh, uh, shift for a second. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, the Blue Jackets Vice President of Communications, Todd Chirac, joining us, our friend here. Um, I want to shift to uh, some more recent activity as well. Uh, we had the draft uh, not too long ago. Uh, yes, and so we I'm, did. I'm real interested to hear how things are feeling in the building after that, because I'm going to tell you this. Uh, Chad and I did like a little live stream the night of the lottery. And uh, Blue Jackets uh, fandom went up in arms because we were all hoping the chase for Connor Bedard and, and, you know, they got a really good shot at the number one pick. And not only did the Blue Jackets not get the number one pick and it goes to Chicago, they don't get the number two pick and they fall down to three. And it seems like a bit of a theme sometimes, but it is what it is. And that's the way the league works. Um, so we were a little bummed that night because, Ch and Chad said this, and I believe his quote was, you know, you want to be top two because even if you don't land the Ferrari, you can still get the Porsche, right? And he yeah. was talking about Adam Fantilli because even if you don't get Bedard, you can wind up with Fantilli. And then they got three and we kind of went, ah, oh, well, there goes both of those guys. And there's still good players available, but those were the top two guys. Bring it around to draft night, Todd. Bedard um, goes number one. We all knew that was happening. Yeah. 
But then was, Tilly falls into the lap of the Blue Jackets. How how was, how is the uh, how is the reaction to that in the building? Um, well, I was at the table in the arena um, at the time, and there started to be some rumors, you know, that Anaheim might might go um, uh, and not take Fantilli. Um, I think the most were that he may, they may go Carlson and Leo Carlson had a really good finish to his season. Yep. Uh, was exceptional to world championships um, and was kind of climbing the charts, but most of the rankings still had, you know, Adam second. And um, I didn't, I wasn't buying it. I was buying all that is that's the usual pre-draft. You can't believe any in any draft. You can't believe anything you read, hear, any of that prior to any draft because right. it's all smoke and mirrors and teams are going to – you never know what what's going on, what's being said because teams want to make sure they try to get their guy and, and all of that. So I wasn't really buying it. Um, but um, when – they went up there and I'm sitting there and part of my job is I have the jerseys and the hats and, you know, typically we have Velcro and we have a bunch of different nameplates and whoever we pick, we put on this year because we were in the top three, we had three different nameplates already sewn into jerseys. And I had them in the order of the guys that we had ranked after Bedard. And when I heard, you know, Pat Verbeek saying, man, I'm selects from Rebro in Sweden. I literally, it was all I could do not to grab the fan <laughs> jersey and hat and throw it across the table at Yarmo <laughs> to get up there. Yeah. Um, so I think there was a similar reaction uh, at our watch party at Pins that I saw later that evening on Twitter that people there seemed to have the exact same reaction. But, you know, professional decorum um won the day and so we just remained calm until it was our term and then we then we went up and and did the deal it was um yeah we felt the same way we you know all of us after the draft lottery too you know yeah you know and it's kind of like well we've only moved up in the lottery one time and all the times we've ever been in it we've either stayed the same dropped back we've only moved up once um so it was, you know, and I think from our fans, everything everybody heard all year is Bedard Fantilli, Bedard Fantilli, yeah. Bedard Fantilli. And I had a scout in the press box in March. I was asking him about those guys, not a scout for our team, for somebody else, but a guy I've known for years. And I asked him about the two players and he said, well, here's the difference. Like Bedard's unbelievably dynamic. You know, he may score 120 points a year. He's phenomenal. Yeah. He said, Fantilli's going to be a guy that scores 40 goals, gets 80 points, makes the all-star team every year. Um, and he's exactly what your team needs. He's the best fit for your team, given his size, his speed, his skill, his bite, all of those things. And um, so I kind of all year long, too, was like, yeah, that would be phenomenal. And from right. an excitement standpoint in the market, it'd be great. Man, we could get Fantilli. And <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. I've This this draft was my 24th. Um, I've been in all of them. And Adam was as impressive a young man 
as any I've encountered in, in our drafts nice. over the years, just personable, confident, but, but very um, engaging, very smart, um, just a terrific, terrific uh, guy. And um, we, we, we could not be more happy that he's a blue jacket. The, well, love now that- fest, the love fest for Michigan boys in Columbus is <laughs> really weird. It's really strange. As a born and uh, raised Buckeye and with two degrees from the school, and I, you know, I have had this. I think I've had this conversation with literally every Michigan guy we've ever had. Um, it's it's uh, it's interesting, but it's Michigan hockey, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, than yeah. football. Um, but every guy that I've ever known that's come through that program, this goes back to my days in the minor leagues where, you know, some of my closest friends on the team I worked with in Houston were three guys that played at Michigan um, through the Jack Johnsons and or Blake Sloan's Jack Johnson, Zach Wierenski, you know, and now more recently KJ and, and Adam and, and at some point, Gavin Brindley, these guys, all impressive guys, really good guys, guys that I have great relationships with, and they're hell of a hockey. They're all great hockey players. Listen, so that's all that matters. Listen, boys, just, just okay. I love you, but every Saturday after Thanksgiving, I'm going to hate you just for a day, just for a day. <laughs> oh yeah, there's all kinds of chirping going on, and maybe the odd yeah. side wager for fun. Yeah, um, but. Uh, just, you know, terrific. And here's a, the cool story. And everybody's knows now how good of friends Gavin and, and Adam are, but that night when, you know, after you, after you go and a player is selected at the draft, there's all kinds of things you have to do. There's interviews, there's photo shoots, there's any number of things that, you know, guys have to go through before they go up to a suite, meet up there with their families. Uh, each team has a suite. And Adam was constantly like, is there any way you can kind of keep track of who's picked? And I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, well, because one of my good buddies may get drafted. I said, who's that? He goes, Brindley. I said, okay. So I'm looking at my phone the whole time. Anything yet? I'm like, no, nothing yet. He's like, well, seriously, like if I'm in the middle of an interview and he gets drafted, I'm going to run down to the draft floor. (laughs) Even if we're in the middle of an interview, just so you know. I'm like, all right, fine. No problem. So... You know, uh, Gavin did get drafted the first day. So, you know, we get to the arena the next morning and I asked Ville Siren, who's our director of scouting, I'm like, what are we looking at? Uh, just so I can get ready. I've still got some name plates and stuff. And he says, well, he points to a name. He goes, if he's if he's available, we're taking him. It was Gavin Brindley. Nice. <laughs> so right after that, I get a call from Aaron Johnson, one of our former players who now works for us in hockey ops. He's like, hey, Adam, up in the suite with Adam. He wants to know if he can get down on the floor for whenever, you know, uh, his buddy gets drafted. He just wants to be down there so he can, you know, give him a hug and congratulate him. Yeah. You know, whenever that may be. And I'm, and I know what we're going to do, but I don't say anything. I'm like, yeah, have him come down. We'll get him pass and just have him come down. We'll meet you at the table. So he's looking for a place. Where can I sit? I said, well, like 25 feet from our table, there was a little area off to the side that had some chairs that weren't being used. I said, just, sit there. You can sit there and you'll be able to get wherever he, he's drafted, you know, you'll be able to yeah. uh, get to him. But I know the whole time you're that we're going to take him yeah. as long as Anaheim does it with the first pick in the second round. 
And so when they did, and I knew we were taking him, like I, I just watched Adam when Villa announced the pick and he was just over the moon. Lost. Yeah. So then I go over and, and meet Gavin and they start walking back. It was like that scene in the movie where the two people are running towards each other on the beach. And, <laughs> just a and just, just Rocky and Apollo. Rocky and Apollo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Minus the awkward jumping. Um, yeah. A lot of weird high white, And high white socks. Um, yeah. yeah. But they, uh, the, the, just the affection that those guys have for each other and, and I'm telling you, we were really excited too because we had a first round grade on Gavin Brindley, okay. um, and he's a heck of a he's going to be a heck of a player too. But just that that was just like the cherry on top of what was a really good draft yeah. for. Well, us. Todd, Todd, I, I mean, you've seen you've been doing this for a long time. You've, you you told us you've been part of what 24 drafts now. Uh, when you see these young guys get taken by these organizations and obviously the nerves that are going to come with, you know, whether you're the number one pick or the three pick or first pick in the second round, you know, you're coming into a situation. This Columbus blue jackets team has made moves to show we want to win. We're bringing you in to help us win. And there's some pressure that's associated with that. So to take two guys that are just like best buddies, uh, what do you think that actually like, do you think there's a going to be a positive effect of, just allowing those guys to come in together and, and, and have a little bit of comfort uh, to be able to kind of get through this thing together and learn well, together instead of just being on their own. Well, I think, you know, it obviously helped with um, uh, for development camp. They're both here. My guess is Gavin probably goes back to Michigan. You know, we signed Adam already. Um, yep. So he's, he's going to be on our team. Um but I think just having that experience together is good. And the fact that we do have other Michigan guys, like yeah, um, oh yeah. I'd asked Zach Renske skated with Adam last summer. Like all the Michigan guys all get together in the summer and do their a lot of them work out in Plymouth. So they skate, they work out, they do all of that. Cause I'd ask Zach back during the season, you know, have you seen the Fentilli kid much? He goes, Yeah, I've sk- I skated with him last summer. Nice. He's unbelievable. He was skating with us as a 17-year-old. And that's with the Hughes brothers and Kyle Connor and I, um, Dylan Lark and all these really elite NHL players that all went to Michigan. And there's a 17 year old kid who was out there, you know, hanging with those guys. So yeah. he knows, he knows Zach a little bit. He knows KJ a little bit. He knows uh, blanks, uh, Nick Blankenberg. So yeah. I think the fact that he's got those guys, they're Michigan guys that, that are on our team already um will no question be be uh be a help for him nice well i know we want to do something fun with you before we let you go here Todd. but i got I, i'm just curiosity's killing my cat here though uh you know fantilly fantilly uh taken by anaheim was carlson the pick or was it will smith oh yeah, it was carlson it was carlson, carlson okay all right yeah. <laughs> all right yeah uh, the, cat stay, the cat stays alive the cat stays yeah. alive <laughs> all right joe all right so todd you're a baseball guy Yep. And uh, you like the Guardians a bit, right? Absolutely. You're a Guardians guy, former Indians. So we yep. saw this thing get posted. Uh, I believe it was Bally Sports oh. that posted it. And it's the All-Star game tonight uh, with whatever's going oh. on. Oh, oh, hold on. You Ooh, put it up in the background. <laughs> I'm figure this out. How do you make it not a background? By, and by the way, uh, I think a friend of the podcast as well, uh, Curtis Danberg, a long-time oh, yeah. good buddy yes. of mine. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked to Curtis a bunch, man. He's a great yeah, guy. He's, great guy. Yeah, he's super. Oh, well, I don't know if, I don't know if we're going to get it. Cause I don't, for some reason that just came up as a background. Usually Joe, when you just hit present. Oh, present. Yes. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. We've been off for two weeks, Todd. We're trying to get back nice. into the swing of things. Oh, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. It's all right. I also uh, just sent this to yeah. Joe like seven minutes ago. Yeah, we got it. Uh, you got it? No, we don't. No. Uh, That's all right. It's okay. We'll figure it out. We'll do it later. I don't want to keep Todd just sitting here as we're in the middle of the podcast. Uh, having said that, we're at the All-Star break. How are we feeling about the first place Cleveland Guardians going into the second half of the year? I'm telling you, I think it's, it's a great time to be an Ohio baseball fan in general yeah right um you know i mean the guardians obviously have been a little bit up and down but they've you know they, they've seemed to have have uh, have righted the ship and that that division is is totally theirs for the taking and as long as tito's in the dugout i i i put my money on on the guardians um and then the reds the turnaround they've had this year is is phenomenal. It's been a while since, you know, both Ohio teams have been, um, you know, have been in the mix um, at the all-star break. So I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tremendous. It's a really, it should be a really exciting summer for both. The Reds are such a ton of fun to watch right now, man. They're just so fun, aren't they? I, I was watching, I was out to dinner on the patio Saturday, yeah, Saturday night when, Dela Cruz stole second, stole third, stole home. Yeah. Like, That's wild. I mean, I get it. I, I follow the Mariners now a bit because my nephew uh, is involved with the organization. And actually, you know, he's played with he played with Jake Fraley in hmm. in double A. Was good friends with he and his wife and kids and um, Justin Dunn, who's injured, but came over in the same trade. Uh, he played with TJ Friedel on the U.S. National Collegiate Team. And um, so, you know, Dana Cruz was the Mariners' top prospect. And they made the trade because the Mariners needed – and it worked out for the Mariners because they got was it Castillo. And yeah. he helped yeah. them get to the playoffs last mm-hmm. year and everything else. But holy cow, is that Dana Cruz just – he is special. Election. That big and that fast and that strong. That's it's almost like it should almost be illegal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely wild. All right. Hold on. I did pull up this thing, Todd. If you have just a couple more minutes, absolutely. I figured this out. So here's what we got. I didn't make it look pretty. How did you do that? But it's oh, all <laughs> guardians. Okay. Slash Indians. Guardian. Okay. Build your all-star. If I feel like this was just, and actually it was Chad that found this. Uh, I feel like it's appropriate. It's the all-star day. So build your all-star infield, but you can only spend 15 bucks and you can see the categories here. All right. Some Let's of these are wild there. to me. I, I haven't heard the name Pat Tabler in. Oh. You know, I hadn't either, but until, but until I saw him on their uh, post game show. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. I'm going. Uh... Wow. That's hard. That's yeah, tough. Right. All right. And shortstop. I'm going to go. Frankie. Um, I'm going to go third base. I'm going to kick it old school and go Al Rosen. Nice. Nice. 
Um, where have I spent? So I spent I spent four and three. Um, Seven bucks. I'll go Jan Gomes. Um, All right, nice. One and five in second base. Oh, jeez. Well, you can uh, you go out. Wow, I know that's tough. Box myself in a corner. You don't have to do one and five. Oh, so yeah, you know what I'll do? I'm going to go Tommy and I'll go Ronnie Belliard. Ronnie Belliard. Tommy, Belliard, Rosen, Lindor, and Gomes. Man. Solid. Love it. Yeah. Um, All right, hold on. Now I want to see how we. I'm a little disappointed that. Willie Mays Hayes wasn't on there. Oh, well, it's yeah. just <laughs> so I'm sure he's in the outfield category. He's in the outfield really? one, yeah. Would it be legal for me to move Julio Franco to first base for a dollar? Because he hasn't <laughs> been a – he spent like the 70s as a shortstop. Uh, uh, yeah, I was – really, yeah, yeah. Well, he right, played like since the – I surely should have put him on there just because I think he, he played like since the 50s. Oh, I know. I know. Wow. All right. So I feel like, I feel like, like you have decades. the interesting thing is I think you got to have one $5 player on here. I really want to go Lou Boudreau, but I I'm going Robbie Alomar and Omar Vizquel. Cause that's, that's the single greatest shortstop second base combo that they've ever had. I mean, that's wild. So yeah, Robbie true. Alomar, Omar Vizquel, that takes me to eight bucks. I'm uh, where was I next? Uh, I'm super happy with Travis Fryman to get me to 10. And then I'm good with, um, I'm good with Carlos Santana and Joe Askew. Both those guys are fine, but give me that middle infield all day long. Okay. Okay. What about you guys? What are you thinking? I want to say Jim Tony at five. Of course you are. Yeah. I want to go. Amazon Prime Day and get Andres Jimenez at $2. Uh, seven. Happy Prime Day. <laughs> give me uh give me give me Travis Fryman at third. Yeah. Gives me the nine. We'll do Frankie. That gets us a 13. And who's the leaders with? Young Gomes. Young Gomes. Yeah. All right. And Chad, you got the last the last selections here. All right, give me 1982 and 1984, Andre Thornton. Yes, uh, I'm thinking about that. At, at first base. Uh, then I'm going to go uh, Bayerga and then Jose. Uh, so three, four, five, You're so that's 12. nine, that's 12. <laughs> okay, all right, let's go. Um, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Julio, Julio Franco played shortstop. Really? <laughs> yeah. Early. Really? All right. Uh, I mean. Franco and Gomes. Yeah. Franco. I mean, he's, the, he's a better hitter. Franco than Gomes. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. All right. Those are our uh, guardian slash Indians all-star infields. Todd, man, <laughs> we appreciate you so much for joining us here tonight. We had to talk a little baseball with you. Uh, Absolutely. Baseball and pizza apparently was the theme outside of the blue jackets, but listen, we love well, we'll talk basketball. Out. Get me on during during hockey and basketball season. We'll talk some basketball. Too. Let's I'm go. Let's do it. Man. You know, I went took the family to a to a Cavs game 
uh, yes. towards the end of the year. And and I just love watching Spider Mitchell play. Yeah, it should they're, be a they're very a fun young team. I mean, it was a disappointing uh, series against the Knicks, but um, they're a fun team to watch. But they are my second favorite team Ooh, because I am a diehard since the age of eleven Denver Nuggets fan. Well, congratulations! You know, congratulations. I, saw you, I, I saw you tweet that. Where is that from? I was in sixth grade, and I got a book out of the library that had like profile of like four different basketball players, and one of them was David Thompson. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. He was Jordan before Jordan, and he was actually Michael Jordan's hero, I basketball idol. Oh, okay. Um, and I became a David Thompson fan, so I became a Nuggets fan, and that just stuck with me for ever since through you know, <laughs> the '80s and Alex English and Fat Weaver oh, yeah. and. The Kevin Matumbo so, in the nineties. Nineties, yeah. you know, they they had some they had some teams they could never get past the Lakers. So I literally my wife was so excited when that when the playoffs ended because <laughs> she got she'd leave the room because I was a basket case every time the Nuggets <laughs> played, especially against the Lakers and and in the finals. So she's like, I'm so glad that's over. Are you happy? Are you happy now, Todd? Yeah. It's actually the last month's been great. Started with that right through our draft and new coach. Yeah. And else, so it's been a fun month. Yeah. Well, congrats to you. Now, now let's just do it with the Blue Jackets, okay? I'm all for it. I'm all, all right. for it. Hey, Contract. if the Nuggets can win a championship, anything's possible. That's right. I believe it was Kevin Garnett that said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Todd, uh, it's been awesome. Thank you so much again for your time. Thank you for, again, everything that you do and being such a good friend of ours here on Garage Beers. We really appreciate it. Uh, we love you. We love the Blue Jackets. And we will definitely do this again to talk a little bit of basketball and hockey when those seasons roll around. All right, you got it, boys. Always enjoy it. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Uh, we'll see you. Todd Chirac, everybody, again, Vice President of Communications for the Columbus Blue Jackets. What a good guy, man. I love I love having Todd on. And, and again, you guys don't see it in the background, but when you ask us, oh, how do you get these awesome guests on? It's usually because Todd is just a nice guy and helps us out to get guests on. So awesome time having Todd on, talking a little hockey, a little baseball. Uh, a lot of stuff to look forward to, Chad, right? And, and Joe, yeah. a lot of stuff. If you're a Jackets fan, you got a lot to look forward to. I, it, have, have, have what they've done so far this offseason, and again, it wasn't just the draft. It wasn't just Mike Babcock. You brought in you brought in a guy like Provorov, who, again, not the most popular guy on the planet, but a pretty good hockey player. Uh, should Blue Jackets fans be, I don't know if confidence the word, or at least pretty damn hopeful that this yeah. season is going to look a lot different than last year. Cautiously yeah. optimistic. I would, I would call it that. I think chances of it being worse than last year are almost non-existent. Um, I think it, it will be a, I think it'll be a drastic improvement. I, I don't know. You know, I don't want to throw around anything that's like contender or guaranteed playoff spot yet. Um, I don't know if they're going to be quite there after just one year under the new regime and, and new talent on the team, but they're going to be fun to watch. They're going to be exciting. How big of a difference, Chad? Uh, Lars to Babcock, right? I yeah. mean, it's a it's a dramatic difference in every way. Yeah. But on the ice, when it comes to wins and losses, 
realistically, Chad, how big of a difference can 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 Mike Babcock make? It's going to be a huge difference because you know why? I mean, yes, obviously these guys have heard the stories of Babcock in the past, but the thing is, he's I think he's the fourth winningest coach in in, in NHL history. So I, I mean, twelfth in history, but he's fourth current. Fourth current, yeah. For, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Fourth, uh, fourth current head coach, winningest head coach in 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 history. That alone, right there, is going to garner respect from the veterans all the way down to the young guys. So uh, going into training camp, these guys are already going to be. Listen, this guy knows what he's talking about. This guy has had success in this business, in this, in this sport. So yeah, we better listen. So I, I mm-hmm. think from the get go, he's going to uh, have these players' attention. He doesn't have to win over the locker room because his history alone is going to have this locker room won over. So I, th- I, I think, yeah, I, I definitely think just that alone is going to uh, motivate these guys and, and making them want to play for him. So yeah, I, I think he's going to make a huge difference. Last, lastly, before we uh, move on, uh, any other moves you see out there? Like, I feel like. I feel like there's still plenty of moves that could be made. You know, it's not like the off the off season's still chugging along here. Um, are there? Sure. I mean, there's always a move that can be made, but it's it comes down. I mean, it's all going to come down to money. Right now, the Jackets don't have a whole lot of money to spend, so they are going to have to trade. You know, prospects. If it, it depending on the move, they're going to have to trade prospects. They're going to have to trade. I don't know, maybe some depth at defense uh, or, or some depth at winger if they're going to bring in somebody else. But I, 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 I don't see anything in the immediate future. But there's sure there's definitely a possibility of of, of, of Yarmo bringing somebody else in because as we've seen in the past, he's he's been pretty unpredictable. So uh, he, yeah, there's there's definitely some moves that still can be made, especially in net. Yeah. All right, boys, uh, we're going to get off of hockey uh, again. Huge shout out to Todd Chirac for joining us, uh, but let's move on. Uh, and again, I have to like remind myself it's been three weeks. I got to remind myself how the show even works. <laughs> Where <have you> been? <laughs> I know. Let's move on to our kind of middle segment here. Let's talk about our asshole of the week. Let's talk about somebody that's just been an asshole this week. And so we're going to throw it around. You guys call out either a, a person or a group of people that deserves to get called out. And uh, and we'll discuss. So okay. who, who's got one right off the top of their head? Hey, Rob Manfred, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Honestly, uh, yeah. what? Why? Huh? Why? You're not. You're not, you're not going to let Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame because he broke rule number one. Even though, even with the MLB's gambling policies now, and then you have the audacity. You have the audacity to say, uh. People, we don't make as much money as, as people think off these gambling policies. D- even if it's not as Shut much as people up, think, dude. it's still millions, you dumbass. It is still millions, Jeez. right? And the fact that and the fact that this was basically a game that was built on cheating, and the, and that your league has picked and choosed which uh, which scandals they 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 punish and which scandals they don't over all the years, like. Go, go fuck yourself, dude. Pete Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay? Yes, he made a mistake. But countless other incredible MLB players have made a mistake. That Pete Rose is one of the one of the greatest MLB players of all time and deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So get miss me. Uh, you know, and so I don't even know if people are still saying that anymore, but miss me with this Pete Rose doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Shut your <laughs> mouth, you asshole. 
I love that. I love that, Chad. I love the passion. And you're so right, man. And and here's what's going to happen, boys. We we know what's going to happen, right? And this is what's really going to piss me off. They're going to do this, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do that because, because, again, we're riding on some holy moral horse, which doesn't fucking exist. And we're going to do it, and we're going to do it, and we're going to do it, and then Pete Rose is going to die. Yeah. And then all of yeah. a sudden... All of a sudden, MLB is going to be throwing tributes out to Pete yeah. Rose. We're going to have yeah. a Pete Rose patch. We're going to have Pete Rose number day. And then three years after the dude is dead, they're going to induct him into the Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> right. Stupid. What are we Stupid. doing? What are yeah. we doing? Put the dude in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is a Hall of Fame. Pete Rose, the, the amount of shit that people are in the Hall of Fame have done that is so much worse than what Pete Rose did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even talking steroids. Those guys should all be in too. Barry Bonds had a comment about uh, right. not getting into the Hall of Fame. Right. He's yeah. The greatest power hitter of all time. I don't care whether you like steroids or not. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Did you guys but, see Speed of Steroids where there's an Australian? Was it? It wasn't baseball. It was in like an Australian like based Olympics. That was going to be only athletes on steroids. That's awesome. <laughs> only athletes on steroids That's are allowed awesome. to participate. And it's just like, it's going to be like an Olympic type, you know, setup of multiple sports. And it's like, yeah. It's going to be the most it. watched sports event in the world. Let's have, let's have humans be the best that they can be. Not naturally. Who gives a shit? Just, you know, <laughs> give them the drugs and let them go. I, I, health in a healthy way you know yeah, yeah. In a healthy nah, way I'm with, you. I'm with you Ted. i'm with you all right uh, i'll go next with my asshole of the week my asshole of the week is britney spears what the hell is she yeah. doing what the hell is she doing what what is going on i mean she's a weird person right? excuse me victor you've got a great ass what are you doing what are you it's doing? If, you're, said, if you're Britney Spears, what are you doing? Like running down a kid from behind like that, just like running up to him. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Imagine if somebody just ran up on her like that. It's a sphere, man. They'd get clotheslined by her. She's got everyone acting funky in Vegas. She's, she's kind of out here. So she might not yeah. even know what's going on, yeah. but what? That's an asshole move. You don't just, you run up and then like, it's like, Oh, I got punched in the face. You punched your own self in the face. Yeah. You punched yourself in the face. Everybody saw the video. It was a guy. The, the security was just kind of sticking his hand out. And she, her face kind of ran into his elbow. No, she, no his he hand. pushed her arm away and it pushed right into her own face. Yeah. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. You're, you're being an asshole, so Britney Spears. Quit running Victor Wembenyama down out on the street. That's that's a weird thing <laughs> yeah. to be doing. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. All right, Joe. Asshole this is great. I have two that both relate to yours separately. Um, the first, I'll go to Mike's relation. And is people throwing shit at fans at concerts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Or fans throwing Why shit at Mike that? was having relations with people throwing Why stuff at concerts. <laughs> are you, are you saying shoes, phones, cowboy boots? Some you're saying people throwing food. shit at the performers. At the performers. Yeah. Weird. Some lady threw her mother ashes on pink at a concert. Like that's that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. weird. Right? It's kind of that's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my mom asked to be part of pink at her death. Yeah, 
Pinkle. What? Forever be in her lungs. Yeah, and Pink was uh, like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> second one. The second one is like, what's the last time you like watched an All-Star game? Not because it's on Tuesday and we're podcasting on Tuesdays, but like, I'll tell you when. It was when it meant something. And I feel old for saying that, but like, holy shit. When the All-Star game dictated home field advantage, it was the peak of like entertainment. Everybody fighting for the home field advantage. The game meant something. I don't care otherwise. If we were if we weren't doing this tonight, I'd probably be in bed, to be honest with you, because of my I'm gonna be watching. I'm watching a show hijacked on Apple TV about people hijacking a plane. It's phenomenal. I've no idea. That's next on on my list. But I I don't think not there. Leaving for Alaska Monday, I don't want to think about that. No, I'm leaving for New York on Thursday. It'll be fine. I'd probably be watching the All-Star game tonight. Mm. I probably would be watching the All-Star game tonight. Yeah, just kind of just like it's kind of fun. Kinda. 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 Wouldn't it be more fun if like you had a really good team going into the breaker in first place in the center? Like, man, if we that'd be way more fun. We get the World Series and we we win this game tonight. It's the only time like a single game, aside from an elimination game or a wild card game, means something in baseball. And like they took that away, and I just hate that. Yeah. Well, might as well just stay on baseball for a minute here, uh, boys, as we do have a first place team going into the break. Uh, Yeah, we do. In the wildest, I love looking at the divisions and the AL East is all over 500 from top to bottom. Every team is over 500. And then the AL Central up until recently was all under 500. Why? Until recently. But here's the thing, right? We're sitting here on July 11th, which means once the All-Star game hits, you're on the back stretch, the, the, the home stretch of the season. And the next thing coming up in just a couple of weeks is the trade deadline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I think they're going to do because I, I certainly don't think they're going to be sellers per se. You're not, you're not going to be a seller. No, although, you're not buying though. Nor are they the going to be buyers. Cause you don't have to be in the division in this division. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see them make, I mean, Bieber's not been great. No. And he wants a contract. And so that like a, a Bieber deal wouldn't surprise me, but at the same time, Bieber has the ability to be great, and you're in first place in your division. Exactly. Even though he hasn't been good, do you want to just create a hole in your pitching rotation when you're in first place in your division? I had this conversation with my friend the other day. It's like, if you were in any other division right now, right, you would you would 100% be trading Bieber. But right now, you're still in contention in the Central, and you kind of need Bieber. Right. Right. So it's, 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 it's such a really tough position to be in right now. If you're the guardian. I I think you trade them. Like, uh, I don't know. Well, and then inevitably the, the, the question's going to come down to, well, do you, then do you get nervous that you let them leave for nothing? And I think I'm at the point where I'm not really concerned about that, to be honest. Yeah. Like if he leaves, he leaves and that's okay. Yeah, but like, I I think you got to keep him on the team. Yeah, because he hasn't if, been the same he, after the, the sticky band, to be honest. But if if he can if he can back half of this year, if he can regain some typical Bieber action, all of a sudden, yeah. I mean that that's a huge boost to the team. 
Do you so, think he's your ace going into a wild card game? Uh, I mean, yeah, probably. I don't know, I though. I mean, if Tanner Bibby keeps pitching the way he does. Well, and it, it'll if, depend if on... If we're like, in a wild card situation. We if we're in a wild card situation, yeah, sure. I guess we won't be. To me, it would, depend on, like a, it would depend on like a Tristan McKenzie situation. Yeah. Yep. If, if he's healthy, because I, I think when he's been healthy, he's been the best pitcher on the team. No doubt. And that's, no that's doubt. two years in a row. And but I don't know if he comes back this year and shows... You know, it's he's had a lot, a lot of injury issues this year. It's kind of tough to reach the, after. The Guardians have won the Central at eighty-one and eighty-one, folks. So, <laughs> yay! You ready for the first round sweep? Wee! <laughs> Yahoo! Uh, no, hey, listen. I, I, you know, you guys know how I feel. You're only playing to win championships. You're not playing to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, and that drives me nuts. But. You have to make the playoffs to win the championship. And once the playoffs start, anything can happen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. other, what'd you say? Other way around. You said what? you're only playing to win championships. You're not playing to make the playoffs. Yeah. No, that's you're only playing to make the playoffs. You're not playing to win championships. No, what, so. Joe, Joe, speed up the brain, dude. It's the proper sequence, Mike. Come on. No, I I was correct in what I said. You're all the only purpose of playing the game is to win championships of any game oh, of any game. That's the only purpose. Literally the there only some context. I'm just saying there's some context left out of that comment. <laughs> it is what it is, you know, but Mine's five. Make so yeah. it's real interesting though. It's cause I'm with you. I don't know that they're buyers or sellers. I think it's just, well, let's see what this team can do unless, unless they can swing a deal for, I don't know, somebody that would be a cheap rental type player at like a corner outfield position. But, Shohei Otani. Yeah. <laughs> Shohei Otani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. yeah sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we in Cleveland, if, uh, listen, if we all pooled together like a hundred, uh, maybe a thousand dollars and we just donated it to the Guardians, they could sign Shohei Otani. The best yeah, part is they, is they don't need that money because they have that money. They're just not spending it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. I, listen, uh, I want to say it's exciting. It's just not. <laughs> um, you know, they, they keep the Royals, but so. I will yeah. I will say this. I don't know if you listened to the show last week, Mike, since you were off the grid for three weeks. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, we're getting to the point now though, where it's like, it's, it's time to start caring about games. Right. I mean, yeah, because I, know. I want to, yeah, because everybody beyond, because you know, yeah. it's a case to shorten the season, but it's like nobody, no, everybody, every single person I've ever met writes off April and May. So, so, but now is the time we're getting into the middle, you know, after the all-star break, it's like, okay, kick it into gear dudes. We'll, well see the, if they do. I think the Naylor boys might do that for me. Like yeah. they, they've been the, I mean, Bo Naylor, once he kind of figured the swing out, it's like all he needed to do was get that first hit. And then all well, of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, Bo's playing now. All he needed to do yeah. was play the Royals. That's it. And and Josh, man, <laughs> has been one of the best hitters in baseball. So that's exciting. And you never know when, you know, Jose. No, no. And yeah, I don't know. I, I'll get excited. I'll get excited. They're, just, in. they're, in, they're in all right. Yeah. Better than some years. Okay. What else? What else do we want to talk about before we end the show? 
I know we got to talk uh, about the NBA attorney is worthless. Why are they doing a midseason attorney with no? The NBA should turn into a point structured league if they're going to have a midseason tournament. It's and pointless. The winner of the what? It's pointless to me. I, I don't see. I don't pointless. see the point in it. I really don't. Now, if they, if they followed a, a model of NHL where you're getting a point for a win instead of going by you know win percentage or record for playoff positioning. You could have like the champion of the mid-season tournament or whatever it's called gets like ten points, you know, gets yeah, like sure. a little little boost in the point standing or something, and then like you're actually like getting something that can help you make your way to the playoffs or something like that. Yeah, um, and, and and then who, like and then you're gonna have the All Star break. It's fucking weird. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Why I, are you I taking home games away from your hometown fans and moving them to Vegas? Just for a meaningless tournament in the middle of the season. Because of the sphere. It's the sphere. sphere. Looks sick. We saw it in Vegas uh, during my bachelor party. Uh, I can see you guys there, by the way. Um, and uh, it was turned off, but it's very it was, cool. It was, oh, well, then that's why I didn't come, because it was turned off. Yeah, yeah. Sphere, <laughs> sphere off. Yeah. I'm not coming. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, hey, hey, you guys want to go to Vegas for my bachelor party? Is the sphere on? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, nope. it's not. Oh my god, I got oh, uh, I'd love I gotta, to. I got, I got something that did. I'll be, I gotta, I'll be I'd love to stay, but I got a thing. Weekend. I'll be clipping my toenails <laughs> that weekend, so I'm out. Yeah, I on. I gotta go. I don't know one way or the other how I feel. I guess I. This is one of those things where I gotta see it happen. Like I feel like we're we're all reacting to what we think it is now, and 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 what we are being told it is now. But I feel like it could be a thing that happens and we're all like, oh, this actually is kind of fun. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I, I, I feel like it's just one of those. You know what I feel like this is? I feel like it's it's that just it's allowing everybody to get like their skeptical feelings out right now. Like, well, sure. It's first impressions. Yeah. Like, this is stupid. I hate this. I don't know what the NBA is doing. But I feel like come December 9th, I think, is when it starts we all might see it and go, oh, oh, I'm having fun with this. This is a good time. No, so I got to be honest. Go ahead. Oh, go on. Oh, I was going to say, I got to be 100% honest. I didn't read much in, into it. Is, are there any like special rules or is it just like a tournament? It's yeah, just a tournament. tournament. That's, you don't that's, lose, you win. Yeah. I don't know. Like more NBA. It's, yeah. Like it's, I don't know what. It's got to be. This conspiracy theory. It's gotta be just like a sports book ploy. Like another like fun thing to bet on. And yeah. I don't, I don't know any other benefit outside of that. Yeah. No, I, I can agree with that. I can because I I don't I don't see it. Yeah. I don't I don't know why. Again, I, I don't disagree with that. And again, it's just more ways for them to make money. And that's what this yep. the whole purpose of this is. At the same time, I, I'm 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 going to reserve judgment of it until I see it out there. Because again, I don't reserve judgment. We're talking about about the very end of the college football season. So like, there's not going to be a lot going on there. You know, it's kind of like the lull before college bowls and playoffs. And it's the end of the NFL season. It could be a fun thing. I'm going to reserve judgment until it happens. And then if it sucks, I'm going to then really get judgy about it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. right. Well, all right. Judgy. All right, we got two things left to do. 
last thing we will do is our cheers of the week. But before we get to that, Chad is real passionate about pizza. Yeah. Chad's yeah. real passionate. Pizza guy. You real chukas. passionate about you pizza. You bet your sweet tukuses. So Chad wanted, oh, what did you want to do? I just wanted, I, you know, I just wanted to draft, uh, to draft our uh, top three pizza chains, right? Because there's so many local pizza places and everybody's got their favorite. That's just like, that's just, I mean, that, that, that's just kind of not debatable, right? Because no one, no one's going to be able to try all their favorite local pizza joints. Like my favorite pizza, jo- my favorite local pizza joint is out here in Willoughby, downtown Willoughby called Pranzo. There's a 75 year old fresh off the boat Italian rolling his own dough at an outside wood fired pizza oven. Like you can't get any better than that. Yeah it's, called, yeah, it's called Pranzo. Yeah, you can't get any better than that. But I feel like chains are debatable. Like what? Like what's talking national chains, chains or local? Or can we include local chains? National. Na- I mean, national chains. Like big I, chains. I, I, I mean, local chains. Names. I guess if you've heard of them, yeah, household names. Household names. All right. All right. Hold on. I, I got to give us. I got to give us. Uh, are we drafting or are we just choosing our top three? I mean, we're drafting. Yeah, sure. We're drafting. Sure. 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 Okay. So give me a minute, and I gotta see names of pizza places. I'm spinning a wheel to see what our order is. Noise, noise. Oh, I heard the little clicky. All right, Chad's gonna go first. Noise. Oh, what the hell just happened? Okay. And now we're gonna see whether it's you or me, Joe. I'm gonna go second. Joey's going third. Noise. Blue jackets. So Chad, me, Joe. All right, Chad, what's your favorite pizza chain? Yeah, I mean, my one one, like I I mentioned earlier, is Pizza Hut, guys. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I I I think the pan pizza is 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 underrated along with the stuffed crust pizza. I I I think uh, you know, it's it's very light. It's you know, it's a little doughy, but there's a nice little crisp at the bottom. I, I think it's uh, I, I, I think it's underrated. Like I said, Pizza the Hut is also a hardened criminal, so you can't really get any better than that. All right, Jabba, no, it's Jabba the Hut, isn't it? Oh, no, no, Pizza, Pizza, the, Hut. Pizza the Hut. Let's, I mean, he's, it is Pizza the Hut. He's still waiting on his one yeah. million space bucks from Lone Star. Thank so, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you can't get any better than that. Plus, plus, the, you can't, you can't. You can't even match the ambiance of a sit-down Pizza Hut restaurant. No other chain can match that ambiance. So, Pizza the Hut, undoubtedly one-one. Joey, I, Joey, uh, agree or disagree? And I want to put this as politely as possible. Pizza Hut fucking sucks. It's okay. You can oh you can God. hate it all you, you want. You can take that dead last chat. I don't think I don't think Mike you can hate it all you want. Uh, I will. I to your point. I will say, you know. Younger Pizza Hut days, electric, absolutely electric. It's okay, it's okay. Down, you're right. You got the red, you know, kind of frosted no. glass, whatever. Yeah. That was fine. No, it's all right. No, no. go ahead. Tell me, no. tell me yours. I, I can't wait for balls. one of you. To, I can't wait Sucks. for you to one of you to say Domino's, and I'm just gonna shit all over it. Well, you just wait. You just wait. Keep your keep your poop pants ready. All right. Keep your poop pants ready. All right. All right. It's my turn. Uh, number one chain restaurant uh, or chain pizza place for me. It runs away with it. It's not close. It's Jets Pizza. Oh, Jets okay. Pizza is yeah. the hundred percent best chain pizza place. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. I don't have to say anything else. Is that just Jets Pizza? Yeah. I mean, that was going to be my. I will say you are a sociopath if you get Jets Pizza and you don't do the deep dish. Well, yeah. Oh, do you don't do the Detroit do? style? Do they do. They the do. 
Well, that's the deep that's, dish. Yeah, the Detroit style. Deep dish. Yeah. But they do like a round, just regular no. pizza. No. Yeah. Who wants are that. you? Who are Nobody you if you don't that. do the Detroit style? Because that's my second. in prison. That was my second. That was going to be my second if no one took it. Some, someone I work with uh, would order that to the office and would just get a bacon pizza. And it was oh, It's great, though. Wonderful. It's just yeah. great. Wonderful. Doesn't matter what it is. Jets is great. Uh, right, Joe, you get two Mike. picks. I get two picks. Holy shit. Okay. We're going to go uh, numero uno and near and dear to my heart, Marco's Pizza. Marco's is so That's worse good. than oh. Papa John's. Oh, that's oh, way, oh, yeah, I mean, sorry, that's worse here. than Pizza Hut. That's it's way so worse than Pizza here. Hut. Oh. Way no worse way. than Pizza Hut. <laughs> you guys are high. No, a literally, they got the garlic butter. Oh, my gosh. It's just phenomenal. Pepperoni sausage. What is wrong with you? Top. That's rough. That's rough. The fact you gave me shit about actually, Pizza Hut and you're going to bring Marcos to the party. The fact that Marcos and Pizza Hut were both first round picks in this makes me want to never talk to you either one of you again. Can I? Can I switch? This this is a little important. Can I switch my first and second round pick? No. Chess rules. Okay. The card was turned uh, in. The second round is in card. And this is a steal to get in the second round. But give me Costco. Oh, give me Costco food court pizza. It's it and is. If you good. haven't had it. It's it nine ninety nine of just pure joy. You can do just okay. the cheese. You can do the pepperoni. Okay. You can do half it and hats and nothing else. <sighs> you redeemed know, yourself good. a bit with that one because that is and that, I, I. If I would have thought about it, I would have taken that. But that the fact that you thought about it. A chain pizza. Is Costco not Costco's a chain? A chain. Uh, it's everywhere. Uh, and you can get everywhere. and you can get takeout like a box of pizza. Costco. Yeah, this this absolutely. You don't even need a, you don't even need a membership. Buying in this, bulk because it's our God-given right. This absolutely counts. Oh, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Thank you. Okay, all That's right. That's a good pick, Joe. I'm very I happy with that. Consider chain. I don't know. I don't know. We'll call. That's we'll call right. our second round draft grade an A plus. First round might be a B minus. I'll, I'll put it under. I'll put it under protest. But you can you can draft it. Yep. Uh, denied. Uh, okay. No, no, no. You're not the judge here, pal. Oh, I'm always the judge. Jury, <laughs> executioner, and then anybody else that works there. Uh, all right. My second pick, I uh, this is a personal favorite of mine because eating this pizza is kind of like it's kind of more of a snack than a meal. I would say it's kind of like if you turned a pizza into like chips, kind of. Mm. But I'm going Donatos. Okay, I love the thin crust Donatos pizza. I fucking just hate strict, crust. just pepperoni. All they right. always have the crispiest pepperoni, like because they put 600 pepperonis on it. And there is, there ain't a damn thing wrong with those corner pieces. You know the ones I'm talking oh. about. There's four of them on every Donato's pizza. Those little corner mm. pieces, that is, that is like finding gold at the end of the rainbow. That, that, those things are ma- magical. All right. I almost said that. Mm. Magical. All right. Magical. So Donato's is my second pick. Okay. All right. Interesting. So I got a snake pick going on here. Uh, so I'm going to give you my last two. Uh Rose. This is uh, okay. My my second is is strictly going back to my college days, and I know Sean's watching, and he he can vouch for this. But I'm going to go Papa John's, and the reason why I say that uh, is there was a time period um, where Papa John's, I think it was our junior and senior year of college, where they offered an extra large one topping pizza, uh, and again, I mean strictly just drunk pizza, extra large one topping pizza for like six dollars. To students, yeah, uh, and and uh, you can't beat that. Sorry, there 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 was yeah. no better late night pizza deal than an extra large one topping Papa John's pizza for like six or seven bucks. 
And then you had the garlic butter sauce to dip the crust in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, Papa John's is my second one. Let's talk about Papa John's for one second. If you're going to sit here and tell me that Papa John's, you like Papa John's because you really love the pizza, you're full of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Ain't nobody like Papa John's pizza. But the deals. But the deals. A, you've been drinking. Yeah. B, that garlic, that butter is elite. Yes. It's elite yes, butter. It is. Yeah. It's they it do is. have the elite garlic butter. I agree with and, that. And, and do you just dip the crust in the butter? Hell no. I dip yeah. the whole pizza. Every bite of my pizza goes into that butter. Yeah. You're goddamn right. Uh, Wait, people so, only dip the crust in butter? Yeah. There's a lot of people that will yeah, just eat pizza dip the crust. Wild. What a waste. What a waste. So, Why would you do that? As a, as a pizza itself, Papa John's, kind of trash. But at the same time, everybody likes Papa Like Jones. the best drinking pizza ever. Everybody likes Papa People will say they but don't sure. like Papa John's. They're being too critical of the pizza. Right. The experience of Papa John's is delicious. Yeah. Quick draft quick intermission. What is your, you know, large pizza from any of these places? What's the pizza you're ordering to determine your scale? Toppings Ooh. on it. So we're Everybody just basically asking me. your favorite pizza. Uh, no. Doesn't have to be. Well, yeah, because this is it's what I would order. What's your base level? Mine's pepperoni uh, my, sausage. If the pepperoni sausages are good, I like the place. My yeah, go-to. Mine, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If I was doing basic, I would just do pepperoni. But I, my go-to pizza is pepperoni, uh, onions, and banana peppers. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm a big, I'm a big sausage guy. Big sausage guy. <laughs> First time that's ever been said about you. That's right. <laughs> oh man. That's All why right. his that's why his nickname in college was the Sausage King of Ashland. Hey oh <laughs> Sausage King of Chicago. All right. Um, All right. So you got Pizza Hut and Papa John's. Yeah. Uh my third round pick, I'm going Hungry Howie's. Oh. Hungry Howie's. Uh just delicious. Get, I mean, get get any type of seasoning on the crust that you want. Uh yeah. But there's it's only just one a, kind of pizza to get from Hungry Howie's. Yeah. Yeah. It's the white pizza. Yeah. Yeah. The Hungry Howie's white pizza is. Yeah. Elite. That's Delicious. it. Hungry Howie's third round pick. Why is in Cleveland at least? Why is why is there always a Hungry Howie's and a Mister Hero next to each other? Because you get a Roman burger and a white pizza to go. <laughs> poop my pants for three straight days. Oh, I, this is my uh, ignorance. Right. My ignorance, though. I didn't know Mister Hero was an Ohio thing. I got again another draft oh, intermission. I didn't know Mister Hero was only an Ohio thing. Love that place. Yeah. Uh, yes. All right. Uh, so for my last pick. I'm going to go with kind of a place you go to sit down place. That's got like a full bar. Uh, I'm going to go with a place. That's just kind of an overall good time. Uh, And I'm going to go with mellow mushroom. Is that your pick? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a sleeper too. So, okay. Here's another one though. Mellow mushroom for, for like basic pizzas. It's not the thing. It's like, I would never just go get like a pepperoni pizza at mellow mushroom. Yeah. But their they're like specialty pizzas are rock solid. And then the fact that I can go sit there and like drink a couple beers and have a pizza and it's kind of like a sports bar vibe inside. Uh, I'll take Mellow Mushroom. I like Mellow Mushroom a lot. Good pizzas. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know it was a chain. Otherwise, I would have oh, taken really? it. Otherwise, I would have okay. taken it. Yeah. Mm. Well, it is a chain. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, Joe. Mr. Mr. Pizza Irrelevant. I, I did not have an alternate pick. Uh, and we're about to be irrelevant here at this draft. Um, son of a gun. I think uh, with the final pick, 
Mm. Go ahead and give me a little Caesars. Ooh, okay. hot and ready. And that's going to be my drunk choice. Because in college, that was all I could afford to bring to people's houses when they said, bring <laughs> some food. And I would get little Caesars because I had that much cash in my wallet sometimes. Yeah. Fair. Couple we left on the board, boys. Couple we left on the board. Uh, if you're familiar with with old malls, like just going inside the mall, mall Sbarro. I mean, Sbarro. It's good. Yeah. With those yeah. big, the slice that's like this big. Yeah. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese gets left on the board. Another honorable mention uh, for me is Zeppies. Zeppies is good. I worked at Zeppies, Zeppies for is, years. Love yeah. that. Is it place. national? It is. It's the, they, there's Zeppies down uh, all the way down in Florida. No, yeah. I would have taken Zeppies then. The little wavy crust. Yeah. I tell and you what, got, though, for as much shit I was going to give Domino's, I will say their Brooklyn style pizza is, is actually pretty good. For me, Domino's usually yeah. tastes like the cardboard box it comes in, but that Brooklyn style pizza is actually pretty good. Okay, fair. All right, so break it down again, Chad. What were your three? Uh, Pizza Hut, uh, Papa John's, and uh, Hunger Howie's. I mean, and I really, that just sounds like a guy who just had a 22% beer. And that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, Is that that just a guy that kind of forgot how to do this? Sure, sure. We'll go with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I had uh, Jets Pizza, Donato's, and Mellow Mushroom. And Joe, you had? Marco's, Costco. And the last one was Little Caesars. So do you guys just ship me the trophy then, or no? Your worst pick is Donato's. Like Donato's, I would say this is this is the worst draft I've ever had on the show. I think Donato's is better than all three of the ones that you put up there. You dope. No, my worst pick. Yeah, they fixed it. They fixed what was going on there. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason reason a shitload of Donato's has closed down. Okay, so no, they did a whole rebrand. They're they're back in the market. The place that that thin crust pepperoni's elite. I, right, I think with uh, the metal mushroom pig, that's yeah. I got it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. It's been fun. Uh, Dude, all right. Should have it up. <laughs> let's uh let's uh do our last segment of the week and get out of here. Our last segment of the week is our three cheers of the week, where we're just gonna go around and talk about something that just deserves to be called out in a positive way. So uh who wants to kick us off there, Joe? Joe, you gotta you gotta you gotta sure. cheer. I would choose my wife today. She made a fantastic homemade Caesar dressing for dinner. It's some great Caesar Caesar salad. But then also for the podcast, I heard her just say like, you know, dang, from the other room. And uh, she's like, oh, we didn't go to 7-Eleven. It's 7-Eleven day. I said, I have no idea what that is. What's 7-Eleven day? And she's like, you can get any size slushy for $7.11. And I said, oh. That sounds like a horrible deal. That's a God, terrible deal. Mean. What? <laughs> uh, apparently, you could just get it for free. Like, you can get a free slushie of, like, a certain size there today. But I, I thought that was really I cannot, I, I cannot keep up with all these. Like, it seems like there's a different month. No. There's a different day every day. Like, I, no, I, just, I can never keep up with these. It's cookie day. It's national pet a dog day. It's <laughs> yeah. national play hopscotch day. It's lots to give up. Yeah. Uh, Chad, what about you? Cheer of the week. Uh, my cheer is going to go to Shohei Otani. Oh, yeah. Uh, for giving me all the hope in the world and letting my imagination run wild. Uh, for telling every telling the world that Jose Ramirez is one of the guys he likes the most. Uh, Basically best friends and you should play yeah, on the same yeah, team in yeah, Cleveland together. Yeah, they really should. Just, I mean, just, 
Yeah, just kind of imagine. Yeah, going anywhere. Yeah, just kind of imagine like, oh, like, oh, Jose took less money and he wants to win. So I guess I should too also. Hey, Shohei, so- are you willing to take a 10-year, and hear me out here, $100 <laughs> contract? Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, that's fine. Are you going to do Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm in. <laughs> All right. Every time I All hear right, his so voice, I get so thrown off. I, so, cheers like, to for, so cheers to Shohei yeah. for uh, unintentionally teasing me that he's coming to the Guardian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to uh, one cheer has to go out to the kid that got uh, drilled in the face with a Vladimir Guerrero line drive at the home run derby last night. A hell of a story. Did you see the aftermath. Hell of a that? story. Eddie can tell. I did not see the aftermath. Friends. He he got smacked. It's like all small yeah. ends got stitches. Yeah, well, yeah, you shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> it is a little chaotic that they put a bunch of kids out in the outfield and guys are ripping 110 mile an hour liners. Hear me out. Why isn't it just a bunch of like adult fat dudes like me? You that would be entertaining. That. that shit yeah, would be entertaining. Because that pay for it, make it a package. I'm saying it should be like a bunch of fat guys out there. And then watching them get hit with these line drives would be hilarious. When it's a kid, I feel bad. I feel bad when a kid gets knocked out by a line drive. <laughs> you hit a guy that looks like me. Everybody's laughing about that. Everybody is laughing about that. That would be, they should make it a point-based system. It should be like a carnival game. What? And what do you win? I don't know, like tack on a home run if you if you knock out a fat dude in the in the outfield. No, what do you win? <laughs> the guy that gets knocked out? Yeah. Nothing. I shouldn't have gotten knocked out. All right. You shouldn't have been standing there either. Just like yeah, the right. kid. I don't win anything. <laughs> it's a much better I don't want to watch a kid get smacked in the face with a line drive, but give me just a bunch of like mouth breathing dudes out there. And again, take this for what it's worth. I'm talking about myself here. Yeah. And 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 a lot of people like me. Just give me a bunch of mouth breathers out there just sweating their asses off, running around trying to catch these things. That shit would be funny. But shout like out to that kid for taking the line drive like a champ. Um, what was my other one? I had one more. I might have lost it. Okay. Oh, no, my other one was Tom Segura. Did you see the video that just went viral from his uh, from his uh, Tom Segura's latest like special? Is it no. that Garth Brooks is a murderer? No. So go watch it. I won't tell you the whole story, uh, but he had a video that just kind of went viral. It's like his promo video, but it like really took off, especially on Twitter. I saw it everywhere uh, where he talks about moving into a new neighborhood. Uh, And Mm -hmm. he talks about specifically there's a United States senator that lives in that neighborhood who gave him the most awkward, weird, like not like uncomfortable, crazy conversation and he acts the whole time like he's not going to say who it is. And then at the end, he says who it is. And it's really funny. So. Okay. All right. Go, I won't give it away, but like, go watch it. It's very funny. Ah, all right. All right. Nice. So, it, it was like the most riveting five minute video I've, I've seen online in a long time. Okay. All right. Have you so, seen the Tom Fira, uh, Garth Brooks drama? Oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's Where are the bodies, Garth? Yeah. Where are the bodies? Where are the bodies, Garth? Where are the bodies, Garth? <laughs> I feel like on this show, we had some Tom Segura uh, drama early we on did. with Al Snow. We did. Not a big Tom Segura fan. I like, I kind of like Tom Segura, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. He's everywhere. The guy's everywhere. He's everywhere. Go check that out. All right. That's going to do it for us. Episode 171 in the books. It was so good to be back hanging out with the boys in the proverbial garage. Uh, 
Uh, last thing we're going to do is just our thank yous before we get out of here. We are going to start with our thank you for our special guest, uh, Todd Chirac, the Vice President of Communication for the Columbus Blue Jackets, a, an integral part of uh, helping us out on the show and just a good guy, a good friend, uh, and, and always willing to come on, just have a beer and talk with us. Huge shout out to Todd for coming and hanging out with us. Great insight, man. He gave great insight on the draft, on the selection of Mike Babcock as the head coach. Had a great time talking a little hockey with him. Our next thank you goes out to our host network here, the OBR, the Orange and Brown Report, bringing you all the best Cleveland Browns news and coverage and letting us hang out on Tuesday nights and talk about not the Browns. Uh, we didn't talk about the Browns at all today, which is great. It's just great. Uh, but we do have training camp coming up real soon. Uh, the preseason starts in under a month. So we're going to get into some Browns talk on here real soon. Uh, but shout out to the OBR. Make sure you're following them on all the socials and the streaming networks. And finally, our last thank you goes out to you. Whether you joined us live here tonight, jumped in the comments, had a little fun over there, or whether you're listening to us on uh, anywhere you listen to your podcasts or watching us on demand. We love you. We appreciate you. We love you for being a part of the Garage Beers family. We hope you hang on with us because we've got a lot more fun stuff to go as we head into, I don't know, we're almost at 200 episodes, boys. So yeah. we got we got yeah. all kinds of fun stuff to go. So uh, thank you so much for the support and the love that you show us. We love you right back. That's going to do it for episode 171. For Joey down there in Nashville, Tennessee at Garage Beers, Joe. For Chad on the east side of Cleveland at Garage Beers, Chad. I am Michael Keefe at Garage Beers, Mike. Go hit the follow button on our socials at the garage beers on Twitter and Instagram. And I think we're on, what's the new one called again? Threads. Threads. On thre I think threads, we're on threads. Yeah. Go check us out on threads. Uh, but go follow us everywhere. And until next week for episode 172, cheers, everybody. Cheers.